And we are live. I'd like to uh, welcome to the call today Chaz McGregor from The Messiah. He's the Messiah, or he's from the Messiah. We're not really sure. Hey, but, uh, hey how are you, Chaz? <laughs> I'm well, thank you, yourself. Yeah, good, thanks. Um, today's topic's pretty interesting. We're talking about changes in privacy for digital marketers. And uh, obviously, over the last two years, there's been a lot of um, shift towards digital marketing, and Facebook and Google have been making their billions. Um, but things are shifting. Things are shifting. And I just wanted to sort of get your insight because you're right at the coalface of all of this about what's going on. So give us a bit of an insight into what is happening there. Yeah, so I mean, uh, the industry uh, undergone probably the biggest changes ever in the last sort of 18 to 24 months. Um, most people will know about Apple's iOS updates that they released last year, which like, heavily impacted advertisers and that. Um, and marketers, and essentially what that does is it allows people who are um, you know, using any iOS device to choose whether they want to be targeted with uh, ads or if they want their privacy respected. And uh, obviously that has a massive rippling impact because uh, if advertisers can't target effectively, then their costs go up and their performance decreases uh, and um, business just costs more to, um, to run. So um, not only that's happened, but... Uh, just industry-wide, obviously, the pivot towards what's called a privacy-first internet um, has become a really big trend. So whether it's people using VPNs, ad blockers, script blockers, incognito mode in their browser, there's all these little, um, I guess, hurdles now in the way of marketers um, where before they'd be able to access you know, all this data. Um, and then this year, Google announced they're rolling out all their own privacy changes as well. Um, starting at the beginning of 2023. And I guess what that looks like in hard numbers is at the moment, uh, advertisers are able to access 40 to 60% of like, customer data that they need to you know, effectively run their ads and marketing. Um, starting next year, that data loss goes up to about 65%. Right. So if you're spending $100, 65 that is going somewhere that you can't track. <laughs> Yeah, right. So really, what, what, what I'm hearing is that the effectiveness of our marketing dollar on Google and on Facebook is decreasing? Absolutely, yeah. And, and a lot well, of this is to do with... Which is pretty scary because, I mean... Yeah, go on. Well, the beauty of, the beauty of digital advertising um, and marketing has been the ability to accurately track and attribute data to what's working. Um, yeah. That's why it's called data-driven marketing. If you take away data, then it's not altogether different to, you know, 50% um, of my marketing spend works. I just don't know which 50%. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of where Messiah fits in, I guess. We, we saw a dire need, you know, for businesses of all shapes and sizes to be able to access, um, access that data again in a way that is respectful of user privacy yeah. um, so that they can see where their marketing dollars are being spent, what's working, what's not working, and run their businesses effectively. Yeah. Yeah, so really like you're that middleman that actually says we can give you a bit more data, a bit more feedback as to where you, where you are spending your dollar and what's working, what's not working? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's two facets to it. Ad platforms like Facebook or Snapchat or uh, Google, they need, they need that data so that their algorithms can target the right audiences correctly. Um, and then obviously advertisers need that data so that they can see which ads and which audiences are working as well. You know, mm -hmm. is the video creative working or the banner ad or whatever it may be. Um, and at the moment, the majority of people are just guessing, which is pretty scary. Yeah. 
Um, and so, yeah, costs are up, so, uh, revenues down. Um, you know, when, when Apple launched their iOS updates, I, across the board, uh, the customers I was working with saw basically their performance halve overnight. So if they were doing a million dollars a month, they were down to about 500K in revenue overnight, just because the data wasn't there. Yep. Mm. Yep. And, and, and obviously, this is part of the whole idea of privacy, right? And so how, how does a marketing platform, like, because obviously I'm a, I'm a marketer, I want to spend my money, I want to get a good return. Um, what you've just told sure. me is the changes in iOS is about the consumer getting more privacy. It's about the uh, uh, consumer selecting what they do and don't see. How do I combat yeah. that? What, what do I do to improve my chances of getting effective uh, yield out of my marketing? Yeah, so I mean, Having, having first-party data that you own is pretty much paramount nowadays. So, you know, building up a, um, like a CRM full of like quality contacts. Uh -huh. um, platforms like ours, which obviously uh, track a lot more data uh, so that you can then feed it back to your ad platforms and, you know, drive your campaigns effectively. Um, but, yeah, to be honest, uh, they're not making it easy for people, um, which is why we've carved out like a nice little niche where we, we're a really simple we're a really simple platform. We track data, we pass it to the ad platforms, and everyone's happy and it all works again. Um, it takes a couple of minutes to set up uh, and, and it's accessible to advertisers, marketers, like all shapes and sizes. You know, our price model is 0.9% of whatever you spend on ads each month. Um, typically, uh, an average client is about 200% up in terms of performance and conversion by the end of their 14 day free trial. So if you're doing twice as much business, You've had 14 days free access and uh, uh, you know, everything's working again. People tend to not go elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there anything mm. like the advertiser can do themselves to improve their cut through when these, these sort of ad platforms are becoming less and less um, um, profitable? Definitely. So it, it, a lot of digital advertising and marketing has always been uh, relying on algorithms and there have been a lot less uh, creativity and strategy you know, leverage because Facebook was so good for so many years. You could throw up anything as long as it was being seen by the right people. You know, you tended to get sales. Um, now there's a lot more focus back on on the creative, on the idea, on the execution, yep. um, which makes us all better marketers too, which is excellent. And it means that consumers get a, a better experience and your brand is better represented. Mm. So if you combine that with lots of good data as well, <laughs> you're on a winning run, really. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So we're back to that old chestnut of, you know, content is king, uh, making sure you understand what the audience needs or wants and then responding accordingly and making sure the quality is there. Absolutely. And look, I mean, the best performing ads on social media anyway, generally are organic looking posts that someone's written a blog article or, you know, something informative and shared it. And then as advertisers, we just come through and use that piece of creative as an ad effectively and show up to the right audiences to expand your reach. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, with platforms like ours and, you know, really creative teams and content marketers and thought leaders in play, um, ultimately the customer gets a better experience. But it's been a bit rocky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we can sort of see how that's changed over time with people uh, getting smashed every time there's a change in an algorithm, every time there's a change in an iOS, and people going, oh my well, God, you know, what used to work doesn't this work. Is, this isn't new either, like... In 2011, um, Google decided they didn't like SEO anymore. Uh, it was like search engine optimization. Yeah. And so they took the ability to track 
uh, which keywords organically were resulting in sales out of Google Analytics. So essentially the entire industry became blind. <laughs> they just couldn't see which, which landing pages, what search terms were resulting in sales. Yeah. And here we are, 10 years later, they're doing a very similar thing to the digital advertising world now. Well, effectively making it dumber so that they generate more revenue in the name of privacy. <laughs> yeah. It's ironic, isn't it? They knocked out yellow pages and then they became yellow pages. <laughs> the bigger version of it. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, and Google Maps has got 55% of all advertising revenue running through them, I think. Yeah. And it's, I think it's forecast to be a $625 billion industry this year. Yeah. So it's quite, quite a bit of spend they've got behind them. No, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And, uh, you, know, you know, first of all, hats off to them because they've globalized something that uh, no one else could. And, uh, you know, people now, when we talk about SEO, it should be called GEO um, because it's Google engine optimization. There is no other search engine that we know of. It's, uh, basically, that's the platform, right? Bing has so much. It's about eight percent, I think. Um, but, yeah, no, it is interesting. I'm like, um, how much of this all being done in the name of privacy? You sort of have to question too. Like, obviously, yes, people's data, data and details are obfuscated. Um, yep. Yes, the ads aren't being targeted as accurately to them. But like this morning, I read on LinkedIn that Apple's launching their own um, uh, digital advertising network, essentially. So they've gone about the last eighteen months and um, you know shut the doors on everyone, and then announced today that they're going to be running their own ad network. Yeah. Right. So. Quite interesting, yeah, and more power to them, I guess. Yeah, so look, uh, I suppose we're looking for some insight. If if you're sort of recommending to clients, you know, how to and how to counteract these changes in in the privacy that uh, is affecting ad effectiveness, what are the top three things you'd recommend they do? Well, look, um, I guess. Historically, you'd have an idea of what worked for your business. So, you know, learn, leaning on the uh, your key learnings from past campaigns. Yep. Um, obviously, diversifying your budgets so that you're not just uh, all tied to one platform. Um, so, you know, whether that's some YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, um, experiment in different channels um, and, and, and just see what returns actual real outcomes at the other end. Because if you're an online retailer, you're still going to see sales. You just won't know which ads is generating. Um, but number yes. three is um, you know, do everything you can to get data back into those ad platforms so that they start targeting correctly and attributing the conversions correctly, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of where we come in, I guess. We, we, we solve that like bleeding need. Uh, we're not trying to be sort of everything to everyone. We're not trying to be the world's biggest reporting platform. It's more like just a little extension called that fixes the headache. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. So really, just making sure the platform knows exactly what, what's working, so the attributions are correct. Um, and I think yeah, the other thing you touched on was just getting people off the advertising platforms and into your CRM. So getting direct contact details, email addresses, phone numbers, and uh, keeping those, those connections in your in your asset base as opposed to into in the platform. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's breathed the second life back into email marketing because <laughs> everyone's building up their own, own data now and obviously using that much more um, effectively and much more uh, heavily. Um, yeah. I read this one too. Facebook's actually started to increase the reach of their organic posts again. So yep. if, don't you recall back in like 2012, you'd post and people would see it. Yeah. 
And then slowly over the years, they've taken away that visibility unless you pay for it. Um, but they've had to take a back foot, I think, and um, you know, give some more weight to organic content. Yeah. So that might breathe a bit more life into that side of things. Yeah, right. So yeah. just making sure that we've got some nice organic content um, that's going out and uh, I suppose things, trying to anticipate these changes so that you're not getting pushed into a black hole. Yeah, and I mean, that's, I guess that's where data comes into it, but also just, I guess, just being more creative and trialing different things with your campaigns and then finding ways to measure the outcomes, uh, you know, to see you've got visibility into what is and isn't working, you're not just burning your budget. Yeah. Um, because it is a bit scary. When you look at e-com campaigns and Facebook says, we think you've had four sales, maybe six. <laughs> and you're like, I don't really rely on that data. No. So... Uh, yeah fantastic um but it's like everyone though like we the whole industry sort of just um just rolled with the punches and uh and pivoted i guess obviously the other things have come out are things like um the ad platforms have their own apis now for you to send data through hmm. um so you're not as heavily reliant on like browser pixels which can be blocked um and you can you should be able to capture more data that way and get more accurate um results showing too mm. yeah so i mean that's probably a really important thing if you ads, look at a solution that you know um allows you to integrate with the conversion apis for the ad platforms you you're using and just testing in different channels yeah like, the amount of budget that i'm seeing shifting right now is crazy into tiktok everyone thought it was just a kid yeah mm. everyone thinks it's a kid platform but i think there's a lot of budget being pushed across there yeah and the targeting is really really good yeah, well, uh, everything I've heard about TikTok is it's definitely a viable platform, and it's not as a, it's not as uh, I suppose uh, mature and controlled as the other platforms where they've actually gone the other way and started to really sort of pull back on access. That's right. Well, I mean, Facebook obviously had troubles with Cambridge Analytica and uh, you know during the Trump election, um, but TikTok looks a lot like Facebook advertising did pre-Cambridge Analytica. There's, there's so much granular detail. Mm. Whereas, I mean, the approach we're taking, I recommend to advertisers now, um, with platforms like Facebook and Snap, um, are to go wide. So in the past, we'd, we'd really narrow down campaigns and target, you know, particular personas or audiences or interests or whatever. Yep. Now it actually works better if you target like, a wider audience, feed data into the platforms and allow them to learn who to target for you. Right. Facebook's algorithm is very, very, very smart. It's yep. just data stuff. You right. data and it wakes up and knows who to show ads to. So, yeah, I mean, people probably don't realize, but you need an audience on there of at least like a million people for it to breathe, find the right you know, prospect and hit them with ads. Right. Uh, and I see so many clients that are building out little campaigns with little audiences, really micro-targeting, and it's just not the way to go at this point in time. That could pivot again, but... But right now, yeah, larger audiences seem to be more, more popular. Less yeah. targeting bigger audiences. I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, well, it is weird, but um, targeting big audiences is almost an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> like micro-targeting. Um, but I've yeah. heard the same thing. I've heard a few people that have said using small ad budgets is not giving the algorithm the chance to learn things. And also the platform gives That's you preference. Right. So when you, when you go broad and you spend big dollars, they're going to actually try and make sure that you're getting a sale out of that too. So you actually end up moving uh, the algorithm more quickly, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, and 
I mean, you see other mistakes people make too. Like, they don't allocate enough budget each day to actually acquire any sales because one sale might cost more than the daily budget they've allocated. Yeah. Um, so rookie mistakes in making sure there's enough budget for the platform to breathe, targeting a larger audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, leveraging your own audiences too. So uploading email list, uh, lists of email addresses from your CRM. So you can target your customers by ads that way, um, assuming they have got um, the privacy opt-in on. Yeah. Um, and then you can also create what are called like look like audiences. So yeah. Audiences, people that look like your existing customers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of ways to to still work in the space. Hmm. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so it sounds like it sounds like it's an it's ongoing. Question, it's an ongoing question: is how do I optimize a platform? <laughs> Uh, as, as these algorithms keep changing and as their policy keeps changing, as privacy keeps changing, we just need to sort of be, be prepared to switch. Yes, well, it, it's, it's certainly not going away and um, it, you just get very good at thinking on your feet uh, and you really have to be mindful of which markets you're running ads in. You know, obviously yeah. Europe, the GDPR, um, in California we've got CCPA. Um, so, as an advertiser, as an online business, as a marketer, you need to be across all those sort of implications too. No yeah. doubt Australia is going to roll out something similar in the near future. Um, yeah. And look, I mean, there is, there is an argument that it is better for end customers, um, you know, having the, not having their private data spread everywhere. Yeah. But the other counter argument is these big businesses want to make more money. But <laughs> um, well, they do, but in the end, it's going to come yeah, so from by, somewhere, by right? being yeah, well, I mean, by, by being less accurate, targeting less accurately, showing ads to the wrong people, you spend more money. <laughs> so, you know, it's probably a self-interest story too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting. Look, Jazz, um, I'm mindful of time and... Uh, do you guys do much... I'm sorry? Do you guys do much advertising in house? Uh, we do. We, we uh, play on Facebook. We play on Google, and um, you know we we are sort of uh, meandering through this whole targeting challenge um, of trying to find the right target markets, the you know lookalike audiences and the like. Um, but for us, we, we're by no means heavy hitters in this. This is a sort of space that we spend a bit of time in. Most of our work comes through word of mouth referral or our network. So um, we always find that this paid advertising is an augmentation, so it's an add-on to bring fresh leads into our system. Sure, sure. But you've, you've obviously noticed the impact with that being uh, less accurate. Probably more so from impact. the people I work with, right? Because I know some people that have said, we've been spending X amount of dollars. I have a friend who spends um, upwards of $13,000 a day on advertising. And uh, yeah. he, he sort of correlated what you were saying before where their original strategy was to start small like with $20 a day budgets to just work out what keywords are working and they actually worked out going reverse was much more effective. So they went very broad at the start and they let the uh, algorithm do the calculations and the optimization and they found that they could move a lot quicker when they could see their transition. So, well, It sounds counterintuitive so I never thought I'd be saying it but yeah apparently that's what works at the moment so yeah, yeah. Just sort of, like everything in the digital advertising marketing space you just roll all the punches. <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah, be prepared to uh, don't put all your money on black because <laughs> if red comes up, it's over and just 
No, that, that's the thing too, is that like, you can't really get wed to one platform and fall in love with it because tomorrow it might be you know, less effective and you've got to pivot. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's the nature of the space. I think we're all getting used to it. Yeah, yeah, very much. I mean, so. I've been doing it 23 years and very used to it. Um, it's, it's dynamic, isn't it? Because uh, literally, you know, you've got the changes in uh, privacy, then you've got the changes in the algorithm, and then you've got the shifting sands of time. Because I think with any any marketing platform, you know, when it's yeah. early days, they want to they want to optimize the platform so that people use that platform. <clears throat> then they've got issues around privacy. Then they've got issues around competitiveness, and uh, they've got to make sure that all of that is happening as well. So, so I think you're right. I think not, not being wed to a platform exactly. and being willing to try different things, and also trying to get as much telemetry as you can, the data, is really what sort of helps assess whether it's actually an investment or an expense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, hmm, it is certainly an interesting time. Yeah. Um, and it's only going to get more interesting with Google's updates coming. Yeah. So, yes. Well, um, Jazz, look, I uh, appreciate your time today. It's been nice to get a bit of insight as to what you see in the marketplace. And um, hopefully uh, some of the listeners get a bit of value out of that. If they need to reach out to you, your name's on the screen, Jazz McGregor from Messiah. Um, just to see if there's some data telemetry yeah, that you might be able to optimize for them as well. No worries. Can I mention uh, your uh, website? Yeah, of course. Uh, if you guys would like to learn a bit more about what we do in our platform, um, go to getmessiah.io uh, and you can register interest, book a demo, and uh, just read about the platform, how it works, and how it can help your business. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So getmessiah.io. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Jez. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.